0: To the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McLean.
1: How's it going, everyone? It's a big day today for those that don the blue and red. It's BYU Utah Game Day. And to celebrate, we'll be talking about some of the biggest rivalries in history, and I'm not just talking about sports. After that, a house divided. Former Ute Colt Sampson and his brother, former Cougar Nate Sampson, joined me to talk about what it's like to be siblings on both sides of the rivalry. But first, let's bring on the man who I'm pretty sure doesn't own one piece of red clothing Jason Shepard. Am I right?
2: Uh, No, I do own uh, some pieces of clothing that have red on it because.
1: Maybe some I I could see like for the 4th of July. Well, but I'm I'm a a Chiefs Chiefs. fan and a St. Louis
2: Cardinals fan. So their colors are obviously red. But for the Chiefs, I try and find stuff. (laughs) It's like the shirt is gray with the logo <laughs> instead of a red shirt. And I have a Mahomes jersey, but it's the white jersey, so okay. it limits yes. the red. I got Luckily you. for the St. Louis Cardinals, they also use a little navy blue, so they have a lot of blue clothing. So it works I out. I like that
1: it's luckily for the Cardinals.
2: But if you walk into my closet, you will see all royal, navy, and then like like one, two, or three spots of a red shirt, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not surprised. I'm. I am a little surprised you have any at all.
2: Well, if I were not a Chiefs or a Cardinals fan, then it wouldn't be in there. <laughs> there wouldn't be a speck of it.
1: I bet. All right, Shep. It's been an exciting couple of weeks in sports, uh, having college football back, joining a new conference if you're a BYU fan and the prospects that come with that. But one of the most exciting weeks in college football is rivalry week, and it doesn't matter if it's Army Navy, Auburn Alabama, Michigan Ohio State, Oklahoma Texas, USC Notre Dame or the Holy War with BYU-Utah, and there are a ton more storied rivalries across the country. Shep, besides the BYU-Utah rivalry game, what would you say is your favorite rivalry in college football that you actually get excited to watch?
2: Um, You, you actually mentioned one of them, and it's Texas-Oklahoma. And and no, I'm not just saying that because of all the Big 12 stuff, even though those two schools are going to leave. Um I have always enjoyed the Texas Oklahoma rivalry. I think that is that's a, always a, a good game to watch. The other one, uh certainly much more uh regionally uh relevant is I've always enjoyed USC UCLA. Mm. I think those have those have been fun ones to watch. If I mean if I'm talking about college football, those are kind of the two that really stand out to me.
1: I like the uh, Auburn Alabama because Auburn rarely gets the win, right. but it's always fun to watch because you're like, is it gonna be this year? Because when they do, it's absolutely epic. When they win, and it's proof that it can be very one sided, and there still be a rivalry. Is, right? So
2: that and that is a good thought to have in the back of your mind heading into the game tonight.
1: <laughs> All right, Chef. There's always something good about there's something good about a rivalry. Most of these rivalries go back like a hundred years or more. It's the game that proves who's the best in your land or your territory. And it almost doesn't matter what happens the rest of the season because everything goes out the window when it comes to the rivalry game because there are so many emotions involved. And here's a hot take for you. We talked about this a little bit before. I think rivalries mean more to fans than they do to the actual players because you think about it a, a lot of these schools bring in local kids mm-hmm. and and that's what makes it still kind of a heated rivalry within the schools but i think now more than ever you know kids are coming from out of state in different places coming to the school so they're like why is this a big deal you know and right. i'm sure they quickly learn and are indoctrinated by the school and the culture but i think it means way more to the fans than does the actual players what do you think
2: i, I agree with you and I, I have a theory about this and i think it boils down to the fact that as fans of any sport, but certainly when it comes to rivalries where you have that heightened enthusiasm and whatnot, I think that it means more because we're removed from it. We have no bearing on the outcome. At least if you're the players, you're in the middle of it and you're thinking about the next play, and so your your mind is preoccupied, you know it's a big game, but then, you know, win or lose... Most times, now it didn't used to be this way when when the BYU-Utah game was at the end of the year, but usually you have a, a, next week you're playing a new team, and so it's on to the next one. For fans, you kind of sit and stew about it. (laughs) And as it pertains to BYU-Utah specifically, the close proximity heightens that worriness if you lose because then you have to deal with seeing Ute fans out and about because you live around them a lot of times you know in the same family where you have BYU and Utah fans that you know are part of the same family so I think the fact that that we're removed from it and have no way of controlling the outcome it it's, we get more into it if that makes any sense
1: it does it makes absolute sense I in you know I'm I'm a BYU fan girl BYU fan. For me, when it doesn't matter what time of year it is, if it's you know football season or or whenever, if I see someone walking around in a Utah shirt, something inside me happens. It's the weirdest thing. I give it a guy could be the greatest person on the planet. It's not like I hate the person, but I'm kind of like, hmm. You know, you walk past them like, I don't know about you, a little sketchy. You know, like it's just, it's the weirdest thing. I guarantee a player walks past someone and they don't don't think twice about it. You know, like it's just us fans. We are so dedicated to our team. I
2: don't know if I should admit this, but I'm going to on (laughs) radio, which (laughs) I don't know why I do this to myself. So on my way home from the gym, I take the same route to and from, and um, it takes me through a neighborhood. And there is this one house in the heart of Orem. (laughs) <laughs> that they're Ute fans and they have a Ute flag in their in their yard, and so I always get a little little perturbed as I drive by. <laughs> so, so the last couple of days, I have caught myself driving by, rolling the window down, and just putting my thumbs down outside the oh window as I drive gosh, by, Jesus. just in case they <laughs> were watching. <laughs> Now nobody's ever been outside. Chef,
1: what if they recognize you? What if they're looking through their window and they are like, "That's the guy on BYU TV." Well,
2: that wouldn't surprise me. Ute fans pay some more attention to BYU than they do their own team, anyway. So I get it.
1: You do the thumbs down. That's good. stuff. And my kids, if my it. kids,
2: if they see a Ute logo, they my especially my eight year old Audrey, she like boo Utes. <laughs>
1: My gosh. I that's the thing we teach our children these things. It goes oh, through, yes. for generations and oh, generations. Yes. One little symbol can make your blood boil. And the 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 wrong color can make you do a thumbs down, you know, to the house. I love that shit. <laughs> that's a great story. All right. On a positive note, what's what's one of your favorite things about Rivalry Week?
2: I think it's just how intense it is and we going into these games in terms of covering them from from the sports angle we always talk about how close the games are and yes there are certain outliers where you know we the 5410 where Utah came down here and you know just worked the cougars more times than not they are close games and that's that's another reason to be excited about it. It's also another reason to panic because you never feel comfortable because they're usually close. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one of the reasons is it It really is, and, and it's cliche to say, you throw out the records, but the the final score typically is very, very close. And it's not a surprise that they're usually within a touchdown.
1: Yeah. No, it's all, it always is a great game. I think one of my <laughs> favorite things to watch, and this is going to sound so strange, but I feel like... And this, I bet this is applicable to any rivalry across the country. Everything we're talking about here can can really be any rivalry because this is that's just how you feel towards each other. But there are those people you look on social media that are, you know they're trying to make it all flowers and bubbly and like we're coming together to support this, <laughs> which I actually love. That. People do that. I right. really do think it's a great thing. And people's emotions are high, and so they're more willing to donate And you know, during yeah. that week. So I <laughs> I love that people do that, but it also kind of makes me laugh because I'm like, I know deep down you really don't want to be collaborating. <laughs> you <know? laughs> if you are a true fan, this is kind of hurting you to do this. Yeah,
2: well, and I think that's one – I think we've seen more and more of that in recent years between these two schools, between BYU and Utah, and I think a perfect example – of of trying to come together and making it a little bit more civil and realizing that we all really are in this together is what BYU is doing with the Ty Jordan flag mm-hmm. and you know obviously the the Ute running back that that passed away and and so you know BYU is going to have a flag and I think those kinds of things and we talk about the the fans and how crazy things. Those are the types of things maybe the fans don't pay a ton of attention to, but I promise you that the two programs yes, do. Absolutely, the programs BYU and Utah they will that will mean a lot specifically to the University of Utah and, and people involved in that program. Stuff like that goes a long way.
1: Absolutely, and I do I really do think that's absolutely incredible. Shep, rivalries come in many forms. There are rivals between schools and sports, and sometimes there are rivals between individuals in everyday life. Uh, it's time to explore. Five of my favorite rivals throughout history and pop culture. Okay. All right. Number five for me, L.A. Lakers versus the Boston Celtics. Okay. And this was a little bit before this is the our 80s. Time. Yeah, the 80s. But you just big time. you watch these documentaries and it does, it gets you fired up. I think it was such a fun rivalry because they met 12 times in the NBA finals. That's crazy. You think of Magic Johnson versus Larry, Larry Bird. Bird. Every and everybody knows that. There's so. a
2: reason why ESPN could do a three-part documentary yes. on that series alone.
1: Exactly. That's probably you I mean I'm sure people could argue this, but that could be the best rivalry, it's a great at one. least in the NBA. It's a great one, yeah, of all time. All right, number four for me: mm. Nancy Kerrigan and Tonya Harding. Why? Because Why? That's yeah. a great rivalry. Come it is. on, they're it like is. you have like this, this very kind sinister
2: of, rivalry.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. It was a little strange to bring up, but you just think you have the one that's kind of edgy. You know, you have, <laughs> you have Tonya Harding. She kind of has this little edginess, and then the girl next door, Nancy Kerrigan. So yes. it just makes it even more. I don't know. It just makes it more fun to to watch. And uh, it was the 1994 Olympics. We're
2: still talking about it,
1: and people are still talking yes. about it. That rivalry. Jeff, Everyone, you eight Galluli? year old probably has heard those names before. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wait, who's Jeff Galooli? That was uh, Tanya Harding's boyfriend.
1: Ah, Jeff Galooli. Yes. Okay. I think he's
2: the one that actually hit. Nancy Kerrigan in that's the knee. That's right.
1: It was her ex-husband.
2: Ex-husband, yes. Uh-huh.
1: Yep. Woo. See, that's that's a rivalry. Let's yeah. not have any of that, No, guys.
2: no please no. Uh,
1: number three, Batman versus Superman. And I know this really hits home for you.
2: I'm a Superman Shep, because, guy.
1: Because you you love Marvel. You love I, I, I do.
2: I do. Yeah, stuff. Superman is my favorite superhero of all. Um... I may go Superman versus Lex Luthor more than I go mm. Batman versus Superman. Okay. But I, I I like where you're going. I like throwing in the 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 superhero in the comic book. I like it. I appreciate it.
1: Well, because rivals are are almost on equal playing fields, you know, like they're kind of competing for the same thing and I feel like that's a Batman and Superman are okay. doing who is the best. Well, they made superhero. a movie
2: called Batman v Superman.
1: They <laughs> so, did. yes. And and Superman has actual superpowers. So we'll go That with
2: is it. true. He's he's the last son of Krypton. <laughs>
1: gosh! Number two, Pepsi versus Coke. Ooh, uh, Ooh. what do you choose here? You, you're very healthy. You probably don't yeah, drink soda. No,
2: I, I unfortunately have uh, begun drinking more soda than I should. Mm. It's all the zero stuff, though.
1: I know it'll get you.
2: Yes. Um, look, we are a a uh, a Coke school here. At Brigham Young University, so I'm going to say Coke.
1: Oh, come on, Shep. Well, listen, just because you said I'm going to say Pepsi. No, but I was thinking about it and I I love me a good diet Coke, but I probably do like more Pepsi products. I'm a big Mountain Dew girl.
2: Love Mountain Dew.
1: See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mountain Dew. Anyway, so I'm going to, I'm probably going to go with Pepsi because I, I could take either. Honestly, I, I'm no respecter of soda. Just give me. I I will tell
2: you though, of all, because we are a Coke school, that's what's more, that's readily available here in the building and on campus. Obviously I have, uh, I have really, uh, begun to enjoy the, the cherry Coke zero. In fact, talking about it right now, I may, as soon as I'm off the mic, go get one.
1: For me, diet Coke with a squirt of cherry Coke. That's what I ask, through, ask for when I go through the drive-thru. Every day. Every day.
2: A Diet Coke with a squirt, a squirt of cherry of Coke?
1: cherry Coke. Not a squirt of cherry-like Okay, not syrup. the flavoring. Gross. No. Okay. Squirt of cherry Coke. Because then it's not overpowering. It just has this great little mixture of flavors. Okay. So anyone out there, go ahead and give it a we'll try. Call, and then... We call
2: that the Lauren.
1: <laughs> we, we do call it that. Uh, I, go to, I go to too many restaurants where they have a lot of things <laughs> named after me. Uh, okay, you're going to appreciate this one. Number one, biggest rivalry. Rocky versus Drago. I love
2: it. I love it.
1: But I was thinking about it, and really, that was just kind of a one-time matchup. So can you call them rivals? I don't know. I think you can. Can you? I
2: think you can, because you got to remember, it wasn't just Rocky versus Drago. It was the United States versus Russia. That's a
1: great Like, point. it
2: encompassed the two countries. and It, it was at
1: democracy at the, versus At the height communism. of the
2: Cold War, nonetheless. <laughs> Rocky himself, Gorbachev stood... Or the actor playing Gorbachev in the movie (laughs) Stood and applauded what Rocky said
1: And you can't beat that You
2: can't beat that The man literally brought two countries who hated each other together in the boxing ring
1: Because if I can change, and you can change
2: We all can change
1: Everybody can change Love it Oh my goodness, such a good movie It's my favorite of the Rocky movies, by the way Ben Bagley was trying to tell me a couple weeks ago that Rocky III is the best
2: (laughs) No, it's second best I yes. go in reverse order because, and I I only I stop at Rocky Four. Okay, I don't worry about five. I don't worry about the newer ones. In my opinion, the best is Rocky Four. Next is is three with uh, with Clubber Lang, aka uh-huh. Mr. T. Pity the fool. Uh, <laughs> number three is number two. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And number four is the first. Okay. That's how I go. I go in reverse order.
1: I can get behind that. I think I agree with that. Ben Bagley, you're going to have to have a separate conversation with him. because I Don't listen to Ben. Yeah, I apparently couldn't uh, have any (laughs) Uh. effect on that. All right, Shep, thank you very, very much. You were incredible, as always. Up next, the Sampson brothers, former Utes and Cougars, are here to tell us how deep the BYU rivalry really goes, even amongst family. Don't go anywhere. This is Cougar Tailgate. To the Cougar Tailgate, I'm Lauren McLean. It's the age-old saying, family before everything. But is that true when your family is part of your biggest rival? To help us verify or not the statement's validity, let's welcome on Colt Sampson, who played football for the University of Utah from 04 to to08 and Nate Sampson, who played for BYU from 2015 to 2018. Thanks for coming on, guys.
3: Hey, thank you, Lauren. Great to be here.
1: Were those the right years? We're a big fan.
3: (laughs) Oh yeah. Hey, you gotta love it. So Lauren's awesome here. We're super (laughs) excited to be here with her. Brings a lot of good energy. So hey,
1: I may have some personal ties to these guys. Colt Sampson is, in fact, my brother-in-law. So uh, we've had some good conversations.
3: Oh, it's about been About BYU-Utah. And it's
0: it's humbling to have a sister-in-law that knows more about the game <laughs> than you do, and you played. So So, I, like, can you I always say Whatever. Lauren is going to come back <laughs> as a BYU
3: linebacker <laughs> in another life. You know, give her that shot. Uh, you know? We can only <laughs> hope. There was nothing like running out the tunnel and seeing Lauren there ready, you know, to get the action shots. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> Those were the good old days. All right, guys. Tell me a little bit about your family. Of course, I know this, but tell the audience where you guys grew up up. Let's start with Colt and uh, just a little about your family.
0: Yeah, definitely. So uh, mainly grew up in Pleasant Grove, Utah. Uh, five boys and three girls in our family for siblings. And uh, there's a quite an age gap between Nate and I. So Nate's the baby of the family, and I was the third, uh, third child. And so um, with that gap, there's about 10 years between us. And so growing up, my dad was a high school football coach. So it was all things football and high school football was the big deal you know our rival was american fork you know and as we kind of got noticed on the college level we started noticing oh wow it is a big deal utah byu you know rivalries so and i know nate got introduced when i was playing at utah nate was going through his junior high years in high school so it was it was a big deal
1: and these guys have a sibling in between them that also played football for BYU. So it even goes beyond the two of you when it comes to the rivalry. Yes. Two against one, Colt.
0: Yes. You know what? It wasn't always that way because I have so many pictures of them wearing Utah stuff, <laughs> yelling all these horrible <laughs> things at BYU fans. And no, <laughs> so.
1: no it, it probably <laughs> is true. I actually believe it. Nate, Nate, what was it like for you when your older brother 10 years ahead of you signed with the University of Utah? That had to been cool.
3: Oh, it was so exciting. And of course, you know, looking at my older brothers, they're my heroes and and icons. I just look up to them so much. And so it was more than fun traveling to all the games, seeing them experience Colt sometimes bringing me in the locker room after games and, you know, of course I was that kid asking for gloves and <laughs> wristbands just to have any type of swag back in the day. I needed all the help I could get, but yeah, it was awesome. And I tried hard to convert them. I
0: was shocked. I was shocked when uh, they ended up going to BYU. I mean, we paved the way. I mean, und- two undefeated seasons, <laughs> great coaches under, you know, Meyer and Witt, so but they're they're leaving their own legacy. So, yeah,
1: so what was that like for you, Colt? You're obviously, you were indoctrinated in into the youths and the University of Utah, everything red, and then your two little brothers signed with BYU. What was the first thing that went through your mind? Let's start with Brian, because he's the one directly below you. What was that like?
0: You know, my dad always said, dance with the one you're with. And <laughs> BYU was offering him a scholarship, and Utah hadn't offered yet, and that, I, I think that was a big factor.
1: What was that like for you, Nate, when, when Brian signed for BYU? Were you like, oh my gosh, that's going to be weird? Or was it just a totally normal thing?
3: Actually, it was just awesome to see all the recruiting coaches you know, coming in the home and I thought it was amazing. Coach Doman, Brandon Doman, was the one that was really pushing for Brian. And and they built a great connection. And so, you know, relationships are a huge factor. And I think they saw Brian's talent early. I was in ninth grade when that was happening and so exciting. So it was just fun to look at, to be a part of. And he made that decision, which ended, I wanted to be there, play with him, you know, hang out together, share the locker room together, you know, maybe hit the showers after practice. It was a great time and experience.
1: I love that. And the rivalry is is handled differently in different schools, whether it's like Auburn, Alabama, you know, and there's just so many storied rivalries, Oklahoma and Texas. BYU-Utah is called the Holy War for a reason. So... Uh, Cole, let's start with you. When you you played for Urban Meyer and Kyle Whittingham, when it was rivalry week, what was the locker room like for you?
0: So it was a big deal. It was back when you didn't know who was going to win. I mean, point games were three points, five points, you know, overtime, and uh, a lot a lot of back and forth. So growing up, I remember watching the you know the Wrong McBride and the Lavelle Edwards. Uh, commercials where they're, you know, posting the <laughs> score on each other's back and you know, it was,
1: it, it wasn't know, it was like a little that. lighter. It was, <laughs> it was not like that. Uh, Coach
0: Meyer, so um, a- anyway, he he did take it to the next level. I mean in the locker room, I'm not going to say what was placed in each urinal in the locker room and like what, you know but, but we did have a clock in the weight room that said beat the team down south and uh, that was Coach Meyer's thing. Like you did not say BYU. It, it was mm-hmm. like and I honestly, I think I went two or three years without hearing like anybody say BYU in the in that facility. So that's incredible. hey, he
3: heard it at the house. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nate, well, I I think you probably had a slightly different experience. I think from your end, playing for Bronco Mendenhall and then Kalani Satake, who who he he kind of prides himself in saying very kind things about the rivalry, at least to fans. And so, what was it like for you in the locker room, praying for those two coaches?
3: Oh, awesome. You know, there's nothing better to get into more attention about Rivalry Week. It was so fun, so exciting. And just a run out in the stadium, the pre-locker room. Um, I remember one of our first games was at Utah that we were at. And we had a couple of apostles come in the pre-game locker room. They're walking around. It's just a lot more hype. Um, and it, it was really exciting on both ends. Um, of course, with Kalani, more ties to BYU. Um, even coaching there when Colt was there, it was it was fun to um, welcome him back, you know, to the fold over here at BYU. <laughs> oh and, oh and yeah, it it was so much fun. It it was exciting, but it's all business during yeah, the week. Yeah. Everyone knows they talk about it, but it becomes all business like it should.
1: And, and Colt actually knew Kalani because he he played under him as well. But yep. it, this, something earlier in the show I said was. And tell me if I'm wrong. It seems like sometimes the rivalry means more to fans than it does to the actual players. Do you guys agree or disagree with that?
0: I think in different ways. I think it, it has a different significance in different ways. Like when it comes to a football player and being a player, you're proving that, hey, you guys missed out on an opportunity. I could have been playing for you guys, but I'm here. Yeah. and we're gonna make you pay for it right you know okay. so as a player but also you have this deep deep respect for the other players oh, uh, yeah so I played you know against Jan Jorgensen you know but off the field oh yeah you know just just great guy you know relationship that we have um, you know <laughs> and many other players animal <laughs> yeah many other Shout players out. like that where' on the field yeah you're gonna try and run each other over and uh, you know play a hard hard game and uh, you know after but after you have that deep respect for for each other. I, I think on the fan side, where you don't have to put up, you know, you can say whatever you want and you don't have to put up anything, uh, it's a little bit different story where you can kind of hide, you know, hide out
3: a little bit more.
1: Right. What do you think, Nate?
3: Yeah, I totally agree. I love what Colt's saying. And matter of fact, yeah, I saw Colt last week, you know, at the creamery getting a double scoop of ice cream, you know, so I know <laughs> Come Colt, on Colt has a little that soft heart That gives tarp. me so much gas. I would never <laughs> eat that.
0: All right. (laughs) I mean, that pistachio over there, I mean, it doesn't make my mouth water at all. He keeps showing back
3: up, though, you know, and, and there's just something about, you know, respecting the players, especially at that much commitment over the summer, that much work. But it is fun um, to have some good energy around town, Um, being 40 miles away up up, uh, at Utah. It's just fun to have um, them back here and and playing at BYU with the new renovations I saw driving by the stadium. So we're excited to see that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a great game tonight. All right, guys, I want to know, now that you're not players anymore and you've kind of been able to step away, you're both dads, you're married and kind of moved on with life. How has the rivalry changed for you? Let's start with Colt.
0: There's a kid in us all learn and we never grow up. <laughs> <laughs> all Amen. Right? We we love a good game. We love a great competition. Awesome challenges. And you know what? Yeah, we have other responsibilities that take up a lot of our time. Uh, but I can tell you when that game week comes, uh, you get that feeling again, you get that itch and you yeah, you just you got to channel it into something and you know, you,
3: yeah, some things never change.
1: Absolutely. So. What Agreed.
3: do you think, Nate? Oh, yeah. You know, it definitely is so exciting. I just love to talk about it. The past stories with other players, whenever I see them, um, they just know that it's rivalry week. And you can just definitely feel it in the air around campus. Um, I've seen a lot more blue this week and just noticing it. And so it's just exciting to um, feel that energy and, and can't wait for game day.
1: All right, really quick, you guys, five brothers, three sisters who are all very athletic. What is the sibling sibling rivalry like for you guys now that you're all older? I know it's still there. I know it's still hot. What's it C- like now?
0: Calissa's a ute for life. She's my <laughs> oldest sister. She said that was the best five years of her life. You know, best five years ever. Clint played at Utah State, so he's just off the grid. I mean, uh, he's,
3: they they, <laughs> they
0: up them so bad. Now. Yeah, there's no twist. You got me I think Weston, I, I think he would fall more on Utah side. He had a lot of fun. Then you know, then you got my two sisters. I don't know. I don't know between those Ooh. two. That, yeah. They're they're both pretty feisty, and then you got Nate and Brian. So Nate and
1: Brian might be standing. Hey, alone don't forget my saying. mom. Oh, ask, ask my mom. She's a turncoat.
0: She she was BYU before. She went over to Utah. a Little you know. You know, while I was there, but when she went back to, yeah, when you guys went, that was the greatest thing you could have done for us. so <laughs> I thought I was the favorite, you know.
1: But. Yeah, not quite, cool. All right, Colt <laughs> Sampson played for the University of Utah from 04 to 08, and Nate Sampson, who played for the Cougars from 2015 to 2018. Thank you guys so much for coming on with me, and uh, good luck to your, your respective teams tonight.
0: All right, right. Utes by three. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> hey,
3: thanks, Lauren.
1: And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Colt and Nate Sampson and Jason Shepard for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BOUradio.org. It's game day, baby. This is Cougar Tailgate.